0: You're listening to Fuck's Given, the one where we interview Lola Jean.
1: Welcome to Fuck's Given. I'm Reed
0: and I'm Florence, and we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy.
2: Hi! Hi! (laughs) (laughs) How you doing today, girl? (laughs) Great. Yeah, it's been. I'm drinking wine now. It's been good day. London's been very good to me so far. Perfect. when did you You land? land? Um, very late Thursday night. Mm. Yeah, being good so far. Yeah, just hit the ground running, teaching a lot of sex classes, seeing clients amazing please tell us more about
0: that (laughs) which part
2: Well, just Just tell us who you are yeah what do you do and and give us all the juicy deets i know right there's there's so many things i do i'm trying to like whittle my jobs down to maybe like two or three um but i am a sex educator a fetish wrestler an occasional pro dom wow um and a writer a mental health professional and as of a week ago i am a world record holder for amount squirted within a one minute period using only the assistance of one's person meaning my hand
1: oh my what? god Bra- bravo
0: <laughs> oh my that needs like a standing ovation oh my god i i just you just need to like break down everything you just said yeah everything sounds I yeah, so amazing. yeah it's, it's
2: like what do you do it's like how long do you have <laughs> yeah.
0: what, don't what should do? we
2: talk about today yeah. that's incredible so yeah. what we were
1: you doing over here at the moment my love
2: at the moment uh so the first time i was actually in london was um last summer and i was doing a bit of networking here and i was was like whoa this city is really hungry for a progressive sex education um and And i find especially the difference between the the u.s and the uk i say is that the u.s is like oh we're going to be provocative and titillate and talk about all these things but we will never do them (laughs) whereas like the uk is like oh we'll do all these things but we are not talking about them that's so perfect that is literally
1: it in a nutshell
2: yeah (laughs) so you just need a brash american to come in here and shake things up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shut my pussy in your face and be like yes this is what a vulva is and be
1: like
0: oh, yeah. oh i'm sorry i'll drink tea while i watch this and do this at the same time but i won't talk about it exactly do your classes involve actual like you, you showing your actual body
2: and demonstrate it um i i prefer to do it that way if it's something yeah. that's involving my body i find that if i make myself vulnerable first then it helps other people relax and be able to be vulnerable and yeah. a lot of the time with classes unless you're actually doing the thing yourself or i'm even there to give validation or encouragement yeah you're not necessarily going to maybe take that with you home so i find that it's more impactful in that way but there's a variety of different types of classes for those who are not ready to dive in to either see my vulva or to show their own vulva yeah. um i do have like a masturbation class that's an audio version if you just want me in the comfort of your house Amazing. just my voice but it's in. In London, the ones I'm doing this week, um, a lot of them are just more talks. Uh, the one the one I think that you guys are going to go to, that one, I was going to give a demonstration until they changed the video, the, the venue. So no. now I'm just showing videos. But I did do an erotic massage class um, and a femdom class that were a little bit more hands-on this weekend. Amazing.
1: Yeah. We literally can't wait. All right. Sounds so good. Love will to tell you about it on the next podcast, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where there's just no research on squirting or on sex in general because we've been studying it for a very laughable amount of time especially on female pleasure plus with any research all the money goes into boner pills um, so <laughs> we kind of <laughs> get a bit left out but it, it's something where it's with squirting specifically it's so mm-hmm. hard to have a control so I decided to use my own body for science and do experiments with it all the time and within my classes and other people especially with the squirting classes like yeah that's my own data and research
0: When did you start squirting? Uh, (laughs) About, no, no, it's a good question. Like about three years ago. I
2: haven't, haven't been doing this out of the gate. Haven't been doing it since I started fucking. Um, It was about, I think about three years ago that I truly like realized that like I squirted for the first time. Um, and so, so this will probably go into one of the fuck stories, but basically it was the first person I had the feels for super late in life and yeah. And he was really good at cunnilingus, Mm -hmm. um, which had me squirt when we were fooling around. And then after the first time we had sex, I just like destroyed the bed. Um, and then right afterwards, he promptly ended it with me, which was wonderful for my abandonment issues. That's Um, not okay. Yeah. So then I was like left with like, I didn't know my body could do that I just found someone who wanted to explore like sex and kink things with me Uh, so as the story goes I locked myself in my room and I masturbated until I figured out how to replicate it on my own and then I just challenged myself and so saw how I could like make my body do different things in different ways until yeah. I had like complete control of it. So like I'm at an athlete level when it comes to squirting. <laughs>
0: it's crazy. Yeah. I think a lot of people are really
2: scared of squirting and just don't let themselves
0: do it. Me included. Yeah, me
2: included. It's so annoying because I want to squirt, but I just can't let myself go. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm curious for you guys to take the class too, uh, just because it's. I think it's the understanding of what your body's doing and knowing that. That's why mm-hmm. I encourage people to figure it out through masturbation. Because if anything embarrassing happens to your body during masturbation only person that's going to know about it is you Mm -hmm. so it when going into a sexual scenario you've practiced on your own you know the bodily mechanics so i find that within masturbation it's a good way to instead of just being like i have to let my body do this thing it's like how do i actively assist in that because most of the time when i squirt or even when i orgasm like i am playing a pretty significant role in that or one that wouldn't be able to happen without me Mm -hmm. interesting i call it like the alley-oop where they do most of the work, but I knock it in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. I mean, that makes a hell of a lot of sense because we always say if you want to experience your own pleasure, you have to do it yourself before you can rely on somebody else to do
2: it for you. Exactly. Mm. Which can also be an intimidating thing because people, they're masturbating. They're like, am I doing it wrong? I can only do it this way and all these things. That's why I made the audio class where it's just like, I'm going to tell you everything to do and you'll do it and then we'll figure out how you feel afterwards.
0: Yeah. So, what do you feel about the stigma that surrounds the number and how many people that you slept with?
2: Um, it's one where, so things with stigma and shame. And mm-hmm. so, I come from a background, I was bullied until I was like in my early 20s, like 23 or something. Whoa. So, yeah, by like nasty, nasty women and not the good kind of nasty woman. Yeah. Um, so, nasty. coming from that, yeah, coming from that background too, it just it makes i have to work through a lot more so you can only be this strong when you go through a lot of pain and yeah. i find with things like stigma and shame and those things they only you can only let people hold power over that if you don't care then it has no power over you so when yeah. it comes to my number i find that if people ask or they're curious for the longest time i was like i don't know and i don't care that doesn't matter to me. If you want to ask, um, you know, what's my STI status or something in that nature, but it's the fact that I'm, so I'm a relationship virgin. I've never been, and this is not by choice necessarily. I've never been in a committed relationship or an emotional relationship and I'm a very sexual person. So to explore that, yeah, I'm going to fuck a lot of people and I Mm -hmm. have fucked a lot of people, but it doesn't, say anything else about me so if someone asks that it's just like well why do you care mm-hmm. and letting them know that usually if, if anything it's going to emasculate them it's going to intimidate them i always joke that i scare the boners off of men because <laughs> uh, yeah it's, it's funny because if anything i should be the one that has something to prove when mm. it comes to sex but they think that they do that mm. they have to prove something um so yeah i think when it comes to the amount of people i've slept with it's something i thought about when i was younger just because Like Mm -hmm. my numbers started racking up a little bit and I had periods of like kind of a celibacy sort of a thing that weren't intentional. Um, But now I I keep a list after someone or I try to keep a list, but it's hard because how do you define sex is it just penetrative sex and i also like i fuck women so what and what's what's sex there if we're counting oral sex with women am i counting oral sex with men Mm. yeah that is so interesting
1: yeah i love what you said about the shame thing and it's somebody else's shame because a lot of men do feel emasculated by asking that or you know there's this whole pressure on on your number and the fact that we should instead be like well why do you need to know what's going on inside your mind that you need to find out rather than being like oh yeah like scaring you like it shouldn't fucking matter what's wrong with you you know it should be like yeah hey what why do you feel like that
2: it's I mean that's also the reason like femdom has been so great in dealing with things outside of domination because I always tell people to dom like a strict mom they're the best doms (laughs) but if someone's going to shame me for my number just like and is there what do you have a problem with that Mm -hmm, do you not want to fuck me because of that because I'm I'm fine with me it's the same thing if someone's going to try to like shame me or tell me that I'm like ugly or fat or or whatever it's like bro I I fuck models and porn stars like I'm good
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy yeah
2: (laughs) it's that's it's that security and it's even if you're you're faking it in that sense like if you don't let them they can't touch you they can't break you Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. one of my favorite things to tell people in that moment is like uh i i literally don't care like yeah at all and Such there's nothing they advice. can say to that <laughs> yeah, there really isn't yeah
1: it is only their own um insecurities that yeah. make them feel yeah. like that
0: fuck number one the last fuck
2: My last fuck was a delicious fuck with a double fuck. Oh um, a double um, fuck. Yeah. Oh, or it was a God. whole it was a whole afternoon. Um I had sex with a couple a cu- a couple a couple days ago <laughs> I had sex with a couple. Nice. Um <laughs> yeah, and I like had met them at a bar after I taught a femme dom class and it was supposed to just be a quick drink which turned into three quick drinks. Um and we had made plans to meet up after my erotic massage class they got a hotel because they lived in a shared space yeah um yeah and it was just really hot we just we got on so well like as people they're really interesting they're very smart they're very fit um and they're, they're very experienced within sex positivity, group sex, communicating, and those types of things. So it just worked out, like, really seamlessly. But, like, oh, those are my favorite when it's the couples where I'm like, even if we don't have sex, you guys are fucking cool and I want to hang out with you a lot. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's rare. I have, like, a few of those. But I was like, this should continue to happen. Yeah. And they're both exhibitionists, so perfect mm-hmm.
0: how so, did you discuss that you wanted to like how did they make you aware that they were interested in fucking
2: you together oh it's so i don't know how often i would even like be approached about sex not from a dating app or a sex app or whatever yeah. we want to call it so i met them on an app i'm also so unapproachable uh. in person if some <laughs> it might be like the new yorker in me if someone comes up to me and they're like trying to flirt with me i'm like what do you want uh or it's a difference when someone approaches you like like they're trying to fuck you Um, Yeah, you get your back up I don't know what it is
1: about that it's like even if they compliment you really nicely it's still like what do you want yeah and it's such a shame that we think like that and society has made Mm -hmm. us like that but you know that's the way it is it's like I always tell my boyfriend to compliment girls and compliment people if they look good and he's like I can't do it they react so badly even if it's um what's it called Platonic. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's like a work friend, they just, they're like, okay, that's it's weird. Just to say Thanks. it and
2: not expect True. anything from mm. it. Like, actually, I saw this like gentleman today who was like very good looking, and like I do it sometimes, but just to say like, you're very attractive and then walk away kind yeah. of a thing. Because if anything, it's just like, I was, or it's like, if I'm like staring a little bit, it's like, sorry, you're you're, you're a very attractive really person. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I'm I gonna walk away right. now. I d- like,
1: I think that's really nice. Yeah, walking away, just giving a compliment, not expecting exactly. anything from it. Exactly. Sorry to cut your story off as well. Oh, no, it's talk, fine. Talk about this last fuck. Get uh, into juicy details. Yeah.
2: What? I mean, it was long. That's the other great thing about group uh-huh, sex is that it yeah, long. It lasts ages. Oh, so they well. come. I invited them to my um, erotic massage class because um i had someone who was going to be my partner that i demonstrated on who had a penis and i was like i need a vulva and boobs so can i borrow her for those parts of it type of a thing Ooh. um so we went back to the hotel and we all showered off because we we're covered in oil <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't taste nice yeah or you just feel like there's like a coat on yeah <laughs> a yeah bit, a bit sticky yeah it's yeah. like body safe but you just you want it want it off um yeah and then I came back into the room after I had gone out of the shower and he's going down on her. He absolutely loves conolingus, which is oh, like, that's that yeah. is amazing. The dream the amazing. is the dream. It's like so selfless and hot. Yeah. God damn it. I started oh. instilling
1: a policy. <laughs> yeah. Every time we talk about this, they are like, like oh. <laughs> every podcast, we're just like, my vagina is so fucking moist. <laughs> please. And then we go back home to our poor partners and they're just like, oh God, no. They're backing into the corner like, please no. <laughs> it doesn't literally go down that way so.
0: fuck two
2: the best fuck what comes to mind is so i i nickname all of my lovers um both Ooh. for their safety um That's to cute. you know protect the the innocent and not so innocent, but also because it's easier for other people to remember, so kind of <laughs> it's just like, which John is that? and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's like uh you know it's the squirt gag or that one like oh yeah, Squ- got it, yeah, yeah. like right now I'm seeing someone who I call the replacement older gentleman, and it just <laughs> it gets the point across quicker, um so this individual um I call well actually. Yeah, my and nickname form is kind of a giveaway. He's the Israeli soldier. Oh, um, stop it. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. He's like a ridiculous human. The first time, <laughs> so the first time we had sex, he, like, because he does porn, he has a massive penis. Like, it's oh, ridiculous. Nice. And for whatever reason, I'd only had anal sex, like, a couple times. I'm just like... Yeah, let's put it in my butt. Sure, great idea. (laughs) It barely fits in my vagina, so let's put it in the anal cavity. Makes sense, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, you know, he made me feel really comfortable, and it was great. Um, But I remember that was just like one of, well, I was able to take him anally, which was just like pat on the back for me. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's yeah, more wow. about like the comfort with that too. It was kind of easier than vaginally. Um, what? How? Was it just because you were so relaxed and wanted it so bad? Or? Well, I mean, if you think of the the sphincter and the anal cavity and what that can accommodate versus vaginally, you know, you have your cervix, which you can have play with, which is excellent and it ended up giving me. Every like amazing orgasm I had was either cervically or while I was on my period, like the most, the best ones. Yeah. Could you yeah. explain
0: what having a
2: cervix orgasm is yeah so it's funny too because even in my um erotic massage class everyone wanted to know about the g-spot massage and this yeah. and that, which is like i feel like that gets too like heralded too much too because a lot of people do find it painful and people get too excited about it that they do things incorrectly right. um, and maybe yeah. go too rough and or either fingers
1: and fingernails yeah, I'm sure exactly mm-hmm.
2: yeah. um or they just go too rough and like it's just like queef town all over the place <laughs> yeah. too it's like yeah, it's yeah. Like you did that to yourself you put the air in there oh, yeah um but <laughs> when I was doing that too and I was like okay or we can go deeper to get to like C spot and every time they're like oh that one so the C spot interesting thing about human body is that in um in vulva owning bodies there is a nerve called the vagus nerve that runs from the back of the brain stem all the way down to the cervix Um, and we can stimulate that in a variety of ways there's been studies of Women who are paralyzed from the waist down can't feel anything in the genital region. Yeah. And they've stimulated that nerve in their back and they've had orgasms. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. So <gasps> when people My talk day. about like breath gasms, usually it's stimulating this nerve. And I, I faint yeah. from time to time. I have a very sensitive one. Wow. Um, so I, I don't like doing the breath chasms because it makes me feel like I'm going to faint or like hyperventilate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with the with the cervical orgasm, I find that it's sometimes it was easier to um, sometimes to access anally or have it kind of stimulate that area but it also depends when when we're menstruating our cervix lowers so it makes that area maybe uh, a bit easier which to is access. why a
0: lot of women say that they have better orgasms
2: yeah. when they're on yeah, their yeah, period, period. That but i makes... describe 100%. it like a, a white hot orgasm actually this one this was actually probably my best orgasm was, and I love this story because I had a butt plug in and a menstrual cup in. And I was (laughs) was with a couple as well. And like he was holding in the butt plug and then she had a vibrator on my clitoris. And it was the vibration is really intense for me i usually don't like it that much it's distracting but he was having me focus on the butt plug and focus on the feeling on my sphincter and then he was saying okay now focus back on your clitoris and i just let couldn't take it anymore and had this amazing squirting orgasm all the right things came out. None of the wrong things came out. <laughs> I had things in all the holes, <laughs> but it's like people are so scared so of these things coming out of their body, and I'm just like, I was plugged up everywhere. Yeah, and it was great. That's incredible. Yeah. Fuck three. The worst fuck. So there was this one person that we only had sex the one time. And I usually have a policy um, that's called, I'm not touching your penis until you go down on me, that I instill just because there's so, (laughs) especially men, there's so many men that won't eat pussy and Uh it doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really like it. It's like, why don't, why don't you like it? Like... I hate pussy and it's not this horrific experience that you describe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're always like pushing our head down onto their penis. Yeah. Well, Well,
1: it must just be like stuff that's going on in your mind. It can't be the actual act itself. It could be something that's happened to them in the past, bad experience or... And it's the same vice versa, girls to penises,
2: guys to penises. I think it's because the penis has a more visible erection than the clitoris Mm -hmm. too. Um, But mostly I think it's just because um, we tend to like what we're good at and they're afraid that they're going to be bad lovers they don't know what to do down there yeah. necessarily yeah, absolutely. Um, or there's a lot of like complaints of like oh like the smell the taste this that whatever yeah um, like really you try owning a vagina we use water and prayer those are the main two ingredients <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but also dicks can be so stanky, stanky yeah. and the cum doesn't but they can taste clean good. them
2: easier yeah. yeah
0: that's true yeah but I've never really come with, like I guess I haven't really gone down on any women but uh I've never like had a really smelly vagina that I can Tell myself, but yeah, and even then,
1: I guess I mean maybe it's the fact that we're girls. But if you did go down on a girl that did have a smelly vagina, you wouldn't be like, oh, you're hideous. You'd be like, oh, that happened to me the other month because yeah. that's just what vaginas BV do. It's like
2: hard to cure and yeah. hard to oh, treat. Nightmare oh, all the time. I had BV once.
1: One. I had it a lot. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say once you get it once, you have it like twenty more times. I was gonna
1: say <laughs> I actually struggle. found it was um my soap that I bought and I used to shave with this soap. Yeah. And I used to get BV like it would be yeah. I'd get rid of it and it would come every every week every month for like six months yeah until i figured it out and it was just it was so stanky i was Mm -hmm. like fuck you vagina like i'm doing you proud i'm shaving you making
2: you look nice (laughs) giving you all this attention all you throw back at me is fish (laughs) (laughs) but i think that's a thing too people think like like oh it smells weird it's like it smells like pussy yeah it does that's smell what like pussy, pussy smells like yeah. dank yeah mm. it's like there's it's even like a, a must- sour yogurty. Yeah. Kind I kind of it taste. yeah yeah
1: i like the smell of it's vagina like, it's i like, like the smell of t- my vagina yeah oh so what was I, oh i was talking <laughs>
2: about this person who wouldn't eat my pussy uh, yeah <laughs> so for whatever reason i think i was just like whatever we're here um I'm going to have sex with this person without having them go down on me. Uh, and because I think I asked a couple times and it was just like not going to happen. And mm. the, the sex was just kind of like mismatching and it was clearly like not working super great or well. And like he orgasmed, I didn't. And oh. um, we were having a <laughs> chat afterwards, like in bed of just like play by play a little bit. And I was like, well, I framed it in a way. It's like, why? Why don't you like eating pussy? Why don't you like giving pleasure? And when you say it in a way like why don't you like giving pleasure? It's not the act of like because that's why I don't want to have sex with people that won't go down on me cuz it's they're not invested in my pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to yeah. need some some friendly service before I have penetrative sex with someone too. Yeah. So it, it's again it's that focus on the penis erection and not the clitoris erection because it's not as obvious mm.
1: it works so, both ways like yeah. you can i mean either way whoever whoever's doing whatsoever it's being invested in the, their pleasure going out of your way to find out what they like and what they enjoy
2: that's mm. important it's really unattractive if you don't want to do that yeah. yeah so i i asked him this question of and he like really thought about it when i phrased it in that way mm. um and thought about it more he got up and he was like kind of like woozy little side to side looked like it's like oh do you have like are you, are you feeling okay? He's like, yeah, I just, I just got a little bit of vertigo, and I was like, oh, it must have been from all that mediocre sex. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> it just, came, it just—that was the instinct. That's um, so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, that's not even funny. What did he so respond funny? to that? Oh. Uh, he laughed because we had discussed it. It's like this wasn't <laughs> okay. great because it was just oh, yeah, um, like you wouldn't go down on me. I didn't find this pleasurable, um, and he like took a time to think about it because I challenged him afterwards. And he was like, I realized that I have this paralyzing fear um, of being an inadequate lover. And it stems into my personal life of like fears of being inadequate in general.
1: Wow. Type of
2: thing. So that's, that's so like, deep. Yeah. I was like very proud of him. I'm like, go explore that in therapy. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: 100%. You must have like, felt so proud and I just. Did. Like, I did. I check in on him sometimes. Up. Yeah. Fuck number four
2: The first fuck. First time I had penetrative sex, I guess we'll define it. Uh, it, So, all of my first times, everything was super transactional. Uh, I, like, I wanted, I believed in the fairy tale or even the slut narrative of that, like, oh, I'm going to meet someone, we're going to, like, like each other, and then I'll get to explore all this sex stuff. I was still very sexually curious. um, And that wasn't happening. So I was like, well, I'm just going to explore this, the sex stuff. And I was fed the slut narrative that was no matter what you go and do and how you explore that, uh, someone's going to push and they're going to want to be with you and they're going to want to have more from you than just sex or this or that, which... Mm -hmm. Also didn't like that was another fairy tale that I was fed in that way. So for anything that I wanted to do, it was I was still making sure that like I'm comfortable. I want to do this on my own accord. Be like, you, you're the person I want to do this with. Let's go here and do this thing. Yeah. Um, and the person I was like, we're friends. Um, we get along. I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. He was also pretty slutty as well. And <laughs> it was like he was also my first like blow job as well. And it was just like, we're going to do this now we're going to have sex i'm going Where? to put your penis in my mouth um and i think like a lot of people too like i had penetrative sex before i received oral sex really yeah
1: interesting uh. yeah
2: well because all these things are so transactional
0: yeah type of
2: a thing so it uh, and i wasn't necessarily doing things for me i was doing them to try them yeah yeah, to get um, them and that, away with. yeah and that continued for a while too like even to my early 20s even when i was having sex it was like well i'm not focusing on my pleasure i'm just doing things so i can do them and to prove that i have my own autonomy also i
0: think when when i was younger i didn't even really know that going down on someone like a woman existed i think so too because like you hear about there's no betrayal in the blue jobs all the time but no one really told you about guys going down so when my first boyfriend went down on me i was just like whoa what's going on i was like really freaked out especially because
1: your face is in my vagina yeah. no one's
2: face has been there before yeah, and you, yeah. you end
0: up freaking yourself out yeah but then it felt really good so i was like
2: okay well, same, like, same, so okay. well we're, we're also taught to be shamed of our vulvas in yeah. general yeah that. like it's not pretty we don't talk about it it's like yeah. it's smelling and it looks weird or this or that and like there's the misnomer of like call i like try to make more of a effort to call it vulva but like vagina we're reducing it to its reproductive function
1: yeah i love the word vagina though it is a good word i mean i like the word vulva but i love the word vagina (laughs) i don't don't know why i think it's the way it sounds and the way it looks on a page yeah i think we interrupted your story i'm
0: so sorry every every time time.
2: i mean that's i don't know if it's like i don't think it was like a bad experience that i pushed it out of my brain but it wasn't it was a transactional experience it wasn't a super emotional thing um the The second time I had sex was a threesome with him and his best friend. um, And that was the last time I had sex with him. Yeah. Wow.
0: So So I I like hit it. I was off to a great start. Yeah. Uh, Actually, that's what I was going to ask. You said that he was a friend before, right? So how did that happen? And did it ruin your friendship afterwards?
2: No, I have... um, I have a lot of like friends that I fuck and yeah. I think it was maybe like different when I didn't know how to navigate those conversations when I was younger but like now so like I have like not maybe not immense but I have abandonment issues and I don't really trust what anyone has to say or how they treat me before sex it's after sex because historically that's when everything's changed that's in people's attitudes mm-hmm. or like how they communicate when they communicate how often they do that that changes so it a lot of friends that i fuck like because we've had sex and like we maybe didn't have sex at all after that but because they stick around and they still care and they still invest in time or communication that means so much more to me sometimes than than someone who it's like do they want to fuck me type that's of thing that's really interesting yeah because
0: we recently put up a video on our youtube channel which was just like is it okay to fuck a friend yeah. And, like we, we just had like a massive discussion about it because there's so many ups and downs of it. Cause like the, we had times where like when I was younger, I like kissed one of my close friends and it really like put like a weird sort of feeling into mm-hmm. our relationship and we were never really, properly close after that because yeah. we just felt a bit weird with each other
1: we can only talk about our own experiences yeah. as well I
0: wish you were on that little video because yeah. it's
1: important to hear everybody's side it doesn't yeah. have to just be our experience of it yeah. not necessarily going right because there's so many different people and yeah. so many different situations in the world I think yeah. it's
2: important too to I mean so often when we're talking about sex or sex positivity people are talking about all the awesome amazing things and sunny and people aren't talking about the shitty parts the yeah. parts that hurt or the parts where things don't go the way they were supposed to or where people treat you poorly and those are important because when they happen to other people they don't they're not like whoa i didn't know that was going to happen or i feel weird yeah. because that doesn't happen to other people type of a thing so it's important to know like all those dangers and and shitty times fuck number five the fuck that made me yeah that's definitely um it's definitely snack well nickname for you snack well, oh my god how Why? did he get that name uh it would maybe give away his real name oh but, no uh,
1: okay fair uh, enough <laughs> i thought it was hopefully he's to do with some eating of some kind not at all oh. um but he was good at that oh so this, was, this was
2: the person this is the first person i had the feels for mm-hmm. which was like cool because i knew i could do that and was capable of it type of a thing and it got me excited um and this was one too where like we even it was like a month of like foreplay and just like really good sexual chemistry and connection. And this was the person that got me to squirt for the first time uh. as well. Um, and honestly like really hands down the best cunnilingus i've received in my life wow yeah really hard title one. that's the one that got away <laughs> yeah. i'd like asked him too i'm just like hey i'm a sex educator now um i really need to know what your technique was yeah, um because i teach classes on that <laughs> and like he was just like the hebrew alphabet is a fantastic alphabet I'm like, oh, if you were doing the oh alphabet technique God. i fucking retire <laughs> yeah no way <laughs> no no i don't i don't even remember but it was great It was super great Um, but yeah, that one, it was, so I think, I think maybe I had squirted one time before that, but I didn't really know. I just, I I remember I thought like, oh, that's a real orgasm. And I could feel that it was like more wet. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but when I was fooling around with him before we had had sex, he was like, oh, you, you squirted. Do you do that? And I was like, um, I don't know I guess I guess that has maybe happened before um but like he brought my attention to it so like he took note of that and what happened to to do that and I, I usually I don't like squirting as much with internal things mm-hmm. usually external is more the way to go with me um especially if well depending on if I have the control over it or not so I think it was just external but he took note of that and when we had sex which was amazing sex too It was really great um yeah I just he just kept going for it, kept going for the gold and just destroyed the bed. And I think part of it too was that reaction of like, oh, you did this, I like this. Yeah. You're going to keep going, yeah. Because I've been shamed by a lot of people too. And it, that took an, another, we're talking about shame and stigma, mm. that took also time to get over and not let people shame me for that. Yeah, type I feel of like
0: thing. quite a lot of people get that with squirting as well. Because yeah. a lot of um their partners wouldn't really understand what was, what had happened and like obviously a lot of people are just like it's piss mm, yeah. a lot
1: of, it's a lot, a lot of understanding I mean there's nothing wrong with piss or piss play but if you already have that pre-misconception of piss is bad you do not do that thing in the bedroom then why would you be
2: okay with squirting yeah and I think it's something I mean so many times I've like now I like tell people and we talk about it beforehand so I don't like run into that I used to yeah. be like oh I want to surprise then it'll be fun <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, but I've just, I mean, I had an experience where someone like threw me off of him off the bed and was just like gagging oh my and I was God. like such a visceral experience where I'm just like, I feel horrible yeah. now, but I've had so many reactions where like I do that and then they're like questioning the reality of it like so is it pee is it real can every woman do it and I'm like can we just enjoy the thing that my body did um <laughs> yeah. can enjoy can I enjoy my pleasure for a second type <laughs> of a thing um but I think it's it's tough too because it's something where finding the balance between shaming and then being treated as a novelty because mm-hmm. I was with someone else right. once who had a squirting fetish and that's when I was coming off of a lot of shame and I'm like great awesome you love it I do this a lot so this is going to be a good pairing yeah. and then it was kind of like a challenge. It was like, oh, well, I know this other girl that can do more. And I was like, well, I'm not really hydrated right now. And What's like, that? I don't want to be performing for you. Why would you say like, that? Like when I have to focus really hard on squirting when my body doesn't want to yeah. or when I'm like kind of dehydrated, like I get a headache. It's it's physically hard for my body. I can feel myself exerting more. Yeah, of type course. Of a thing. I mean, you have to
1: drink a hell of a lot anyway, because it is. Well, it's. There's a lot of liquid coming out your body.
2: Yeah. It's more of like buildup of arousal, but I notice Mm. it more like if I'm just super dehydrated, Mm -hmm. then there's not a lot of reserves there in general. For
1: fuck's
0: sake. We have a section of our podcast where our listeners ask a question. Okay. Um, and because, obviously, you are a squirting expert... Yeah. We have had so many questions... I'm sure. ...in the past. Because no one knows like, anything about it. How do you squirt? Yeah. So I'm just going to ask that question for everyone that's ever asked us that question before.
2: Yeah. So there, I think when people think of like how, one of the things I tried to change as an educator is that I didn't like the narrative around squirting. That was always about making someone squirt. That yeah. it is the vulva owner as a passive recipient, as, you know, you do this or you don't based on what someone else does to you. And it kind of, yeah. or it's like, oh, you just have to relax. It's like, don't, don't tell me to fucking relax. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, there's <laughs> other calm. things here too. Yeah. yeah. It's not just that. It's always the first time is, is the hardest in that way. So it's, so the, the more of like research or the of limited research or other people I engage with um, that I do, especially there's um, someone in Germany, Dr. Laura Merritt, and um, I actually saw my water bottle out there, but she's a class that translates to we squirt back. Um, oh. And she has a lot of, um, of research done around female ejaculation. While I don't agree with all of it, um, there's a lot of it that I do that's very interesting. Yeah. And the more I learn about it, the more it's like, wow, this is so similar to the male prostate. Um, when Because, I mean, the, the sex organs, they come from the same part of the embryo. There's so many things that are similar to each other. And even if, if you have a vulva and you take testosterone, you get a clit dick, which is fucking awesome that the body does that. Wow. Um, but there's, you know, there's a foreskin, there's a frenulum, the scrotum is akin to the labia. So there's a lot of similarities there. So it makes sense that the prostate would be similar as well. And what, from what I also know with the male prostate and with uh, non-ejaculatory orgasms, you can stimulate the process for the prostate manually. You can also stimulate it internally using your PC muscles, kegels, as we know them as. And uh-huh. when I think of that in relation to what I do with my own body, yeah, we can stimulate that manually via the G spot um, or the, the G area, or we can use our muscles to have more control over that and stimulate it in that way. And there is there is a physicality of it. So I talk a lot about the the squeeze and then the push and the push is not like I hate when people say like push like you're peeing or it feels like you're gonna pee yeah. um it feels like you're gonna pee because the erectile tissue around your urethra is closing in on your urethra mm-hmm. that's why it feels that way yeah um but it's like the people that, that that push like below the belly button that like that can be painful for people g-spot stimulation can be painful I've had experiences where like someone stimulated my g-spot and like they made me squirt but they also made me bleed oh yeah know? so it's it you know it's like which yeah we technically did it but it wasn't very fun yeah um so the the process of the the person who has the vulva who's doing the squirting that squeeze increases pleasure we're engaging our our g area which is also very closely connected to our internal clitoris so that's just being pleasurable some people they can just do that and the release the push happens automatically other people might have to actually push that so a lot of times if i'm like making myself squirt, I'll just do that push. So you can you can take a mirror, you can look and you can see yourself like flower out. It's actually just really fucking beautiful. Yeah. I've been looking at a lot of people's <laughs> vaginas flowering out lately. Um, there's like some internal folds within there, so everyone's yeah. looks completely different, and it's just so pretty. Um, when you talk about the push, this is like yeah, something you do yourself. Yeah. So it's like you're pushing something out of your vaginal canal. So mm-hmm. people that use menstrual cups will be very used to this. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. It's also the reason I like um, yoni eggs. I hate the word yoni, but yoni eggs. <laughs> I'm like, let's just call it what it is. Yoni. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, what's great about those is like I've, um, I know uh, Vanessa Cuccione's owns She's given me some. And what's great is you can use them to understand the different muscle groups. So how I can hold uh-huh. a yoni egg in my vagina and pee. They're different muscle groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And doing that. And to get the yoni egg out, you have to, do a bit of pushing with that yeah so it's doing that push while you do the thing you really like which for a lot of people is their clitoris i have a couple times on rare occasion i have squirted without so much as touching myself just by using my muscles whoa yeah wow. I, I said that had to be like um perverted per- peter pan because i was like think horny thoughts <laughs> 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 can yeah. everyone squirt, squirt? Um, So that's something usually when I'm I'm teaching, doing like private squirt coaching or things like that, I take a very like more lackadaisical approach of like do it on your own time where as humans now in this day and age, we're creatures of immediacy. Like, I want to go to a class and learn how to do this immediately. And yeah. for some things you can, but for things that are your own body and being that all vulvas are super different, you usually give people the tools and it's going to be a little different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And some people maybe squirt in the class, some people squirt a week later, a month later, a year later, maybe they squirt with their hand or with their partner, um, all being completely different. But I, it is my belief, again, we don't know because there's no research out there, and also, I think that research that's being done, I think it needs to include um, knowing that you have assistance in making yourself squirt. Because five years ago, if you would have sent someone to like tickle my G spot, like you would have had a completely different result than you do today. Mm-hmm. So I think it's unfair to just like take someone who doesn't squirt and be like, well, it, it worked when I did this. So I, I do think that every person with a vulva can squirt if they have a strong enough pelvic floor. And relationship with their vulva. So now that I, like again, I'm at an athlete level. I know where my vulva is at, like, any way, shape, or form. So, even if I'm doing a squirting performance or something, I can tell, like, now my body's not with it. Or if, like, yeah. if I'm feeling, like, kind of poopy, then I feel like my um <laughs> my vagina is just like, uh uh-uh, if you do this, we're going to have a problem with another hole. We got to focus. We're not yeah. doing this today. We're um, focusing. <laughs> or you did, like,
1: literally mean poopy. I did mean poopy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Because I was having a little chuckle, like, haha, poopy. Yeah. Then, no, you were actually talking about poopy. Because um, when you squeeze your pelvic floor muscles, your sphincter is going to contract as well. Because our, our pelvis yeah. and our pelvis, pelvic floor it's it's surrounding everything. I did Rolfing um, recently, which is a massage of the fascia, and usually apparently pelvis day is like the worst for people, but I was like, no sweat because I have this like great relationship with my pelvis and my pelvic floor. It's the reason why like when we rock like anterior and posterior, that that can be pleasurable we can pleasure ourselves in different ways without touching ourselves crazy yeah he said a lot of
1: things in there i was like i have not
2: heard that before yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) that's what i like to use like my performances as or showing my vulva or whatever that is is like when i i my friend like jokes that i have like a wrestler's ego but like i have a flair for the dramatic and i love sports so like before i set the (laughs) squirting world record i was just like i don't want you to be able to talk about squirting without talking about me or without talking about voluntary squirting because i feel like it gets left out of the conversation all the time And if i have to do this large feat to like prove that to be like hey there's another way about this that people aren't talking about yeah and also like in general men shouldn't be discussing like how female pleasure works in women's bodies and things of that nature without at least having like a woman very closely nearby <laughs> yeah fucking hell
0: so our listeners always send us in their worst sex stories mm-hmm. um so today we've got a funny one um and it is okay so the message starts with ah, ha. ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh you know it's gonna be good now <laughs> this one time i invited a tinder date over he was super sweet even bought me candy and things were going well candy until the sex his dick was really bendy and he couldn't seem to be getting it in when we were trying to do cowgirl so i asked him to get on top of me as in missionary the guy straight up sat on my tits sat on my fucking tits i didn't see it coming and was really trying to hold in my laugh as hard as i could pretty much a nightmare so needless to say i don't think i'll ever see him again maybe he just liked the feeling of boobs on his butt but like usually Mm -hmm. if you say can you get on top it means just missionary right
2: like or like the other way around as as someone with a vulva yeah i do like sitting on faces and but yeah i mean maybe more communication then instead of like yeah definitely yeah but get on top of me i guess that was the way that he took it yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) bless him yeah I don't like being um, shaming of people's penises, though. Of like, no. I like to look at the penis, like, an aerodynamically what it's best suited for. So, like, yeah. if it's long and skinny, I'm like, cool, that's going in my butt. Or yeah. if it's, like, bendy, I'm just like, ooh, we can get some nice G area action yeah, or something like that. Yeah, there's nothing
1: wrong with a bended dick. Bendy dicks are
2: actually great. They can really so hit the
1: good. spot. I come so hard with bendy dicks.
0: Yeah. I've... Definitely had an experience with Bentley Dick and it was very good. Yeah, and uh, all dicks good.
1: are great. All dicks have so much potential. Like girthy dicks yeah, give you inc- incredible pleasure. Yeah. Everything, I- skinny
0: dicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, love them all. Yeah, I think it's a good thing to talk about that actually because we shouldn't, ever shame people's genitals because everyone's bodies are like different and everyone's beautiful and yeah there's no like normal perfect thing but that is like because we will all watch porn yeah we're like oh this is what the body's supposed to look like so it's, it's so it's easy bit different to shame, in real life it? it's like what is that Yeah, Yeah.
1: especially because we we do it as well. Like us girls, we, oh, it's only good sex if he's got a big dick, which is just so not true. Mm, But there's a lot, I mean, I still remember being young and thinking that was what I wanted and not realizing that it's just not what I wanted at all. Yeah, A big dick can be great, but you have to know how to use it. And you also have to like, you know, be ready for your body and experience that together. Yeah. And a small dick sometimes can give you the best. It yeah, depends. depends on the person. Oh, it's, it totally depends. It's
2: recognizing what you're working with and mm-hmm. then what the, the advantages and disadvantages of that are.
1: Yeah. yeah. It would be like a big vagina or a small vagina. I mean, so, vulva, vulva. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I
2: mean. <laughs> well, no, it can be vagina <laughs> that way too. It's well.
0: Um Yeah, cause sex education, like we should see different body parts in sex edu- education. Yeah. Why don't, like we always get like a really like, really average kind of diagram of each genital
2: so like obviously people are going to be like surprised if it looks a little bit different yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy mean, i feel like when i like started out in this career that was like so many of the questions like are my genitals normal yeah
0: <laughs> so many people want to know that and it's mm. just it's that such a sad question because it's so it's like the answer should be so simple yeah. like everyone should just
2: know that they are there's um this Sex education, that's, um, for it's like public service announcement type of a thing in, I believe it's in Norway. And, but it's just like so unabashed. It's just like, hey, here's a human boy. Here's about the penis and this and that. And here's yeah. like a human girl. And like just yeah. looking at it in that way. Yeah. Um, and, or even like how to kiss. And she like uses a tomato or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just like. I think in normalizing that when you're younger and thinking of like bodies are changing. Why is this person's penis look different than my penis type of a thing? Or why does this person have pubic hair here and I don't type Mm -hmm. of a thing? Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't we see real pictures of things? Like it's just a
0: genital. Just just because you're looking at a genital doesn't then immediately mean it's sexual.
2: So we're all going to turn into perverts because yeah, we weren't already. <laughs> they just
0: can't handle it at schools, can they? Could
1: you imagine our yeah. teachers showing real genitals to like us at school? Would go ballistic. Yeah, we already go were. ballistic when we get <laughs> when we get handed a you know like a, a fake penis to put only... a, a, a condom on. Yeah, but we that's just need only because to be... it's not
0: normalised. Exactly, yeah. we need to be
1: taught better so we're not just sitting there giggling and laughing away and yeah. being like, oh, genitals. Mm-hmm. It's so not true. right, man. Shit needs to change.
2: Yeah. I think like we're at a day and age though where people are realizing that like wow we're not learning about this accurately there isn't the right information or there's something that doesn't resonate with me Mm. because of my gender identity or how I identify sexually. Um, I think like the the most pushback which is why I try to target a lot of um, things at attacking the male ego a little bit is just that like I'm the shit I know how to fuck Um, like if you need to go to a sex ed class then like you clearly are doing something wrong it's like where did where did you learn? and yeah. also like i'm a sex expert and i'll never know everything ever yeah at all. i'm always learning always like when i had sex with that couple we did like a new a sex position i haven't done before i'm like oh this yeah. is interesting i'm gonna put that one in the rolodex later like always learning something new so yeah if you're gonna sit there and be stagnant of like i have nothing to know i am the best yeah then that tells me about you yeah then <laughs> go away <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing! Mm-hmm. It has
1: been so lovely chatting to you.
0: Yeah, thank yeah. you so much yeah. for coming
1: on. Time just flew by. It oh. really did. <laughs> Please tell us where our lovely listeners can find you.
2: Yes, Um. so my website is lologene.com and my Instagram handle is lologene.com but the D-O-T is spelled, spelled. Um, but mm-hmm. you can you can find there's like so many things they could promote but you can just find it all on my website that is the main yeah. hub for everything perfect thank mm-hmm. you
1: yeah. so much for being on us today yeah. on us today
2: Ooh. Ooh. oh am i gonna sit on your boobs now
1: brady and Slip. Yeah. <laughs> only if i asked you to go on top please please respect my wishes <laughs> okay we will see you on wednesday hopefully and let you know how that goes yeah
0: yeah um everyone please subscribe to our podcast give us a rating and a nice review we'll love you a long time oh
1: yes and tell everybody about it to share it with your friends share it with your parents for god's sake they should learn too yeah. yeah
0: and send us in your sex stories or your questions for us as well
1: oh hell yeah thanks for listening guys thank you much love bye, bye. looking for a new podcast
0: to listen to? Here's what we love courtesy of Acast recommends. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and along with Tracy Cox, who is an international sex expert and author of 17 books, I co-host the podcast Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, and it's S-E-X-T-O-K. And the reason we have it as Sex Talk is because we happen to be viral TikTok (laughs) stars at the moment with some of our videos getting over 1.1 million views. So listen to us. I am totally shy and squeamish. She is super open, British, and hilarious. Hilarious. listen to us each week as Tracy answers three anonymously sourced questions about all the things you talk to your girlfriends about listen on acast or wherever you get your podcast sex talk with Sibby and Tracy A-Cast.
2: A-Cast. 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 A-Cast recommends. A-Cast.